Hello, and welcome to another episode of Castles and Carriages Travel, a podcast for theme park and travel enthusiasts. We are broadcasting from the RDG Communications Recording Studio, located in the College of Education at the beautiful Northeastern State University, near the original Tahlequah Sonic in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, the place in Oklahoma for a first date. That's the Sonic on the four lane, right? That is the Sonic okay. on the four lane, not the new Sonic. Good to oh, know. Oh, that's a four lane now, too. You it can't say four lane. lane. Uh, well, if we have another four lane. Uh, to the, the townies. We'll call it the Palmia Memorial Highway. The townies. The know. other four lane. The townies yes. know what we're talking about. Absolutely. The We are here, as you heard, with our host, David Fuller Esquire, and his lovely wife, the philosophical Barbara Fuller. Welcome, guys. Howdy, hey, hello. Hey. And Dave, I understand we have some late breaking news as of this morning. There's been a lot of stuff. Uh, the Pony Express has been by with the mule team on uh, several occasions. Oh, good. Did it come down the four lane? It did. It did not. Which one? The original four the lane. The original four not lane. Not the POW MIA Memorial Highway that Barb calls the Palmia. Uh, Oh, I thought you said Palomino Highway. No, when we <laughs> which first, would work with the Pony Express. Before we even moved here, you know, his parents lived here, and so we would come over here to visit his parents, especially for Christmas and Thanksgiving. And they built this highway, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look! They almost have it finished." They put the sign up. It's the Palmia Memorial Highway. Well, everything around here—it's Katua, Cherokee. You know, if you didn't grow up here, you don't know. So it sounded perfectly reasonable that it was Palmia. And Dave says, that's the P-O-W-M-I-A <laughs> Memorial Highway. So, okay, well, that right. makes sense. <laughs> now I understand. Yeah, now, you understand. Yes, yeah, so which late-breaking item would you would you like to talk about first? Well, how about Disneyland California? Ooh. Yes, um, I think this is a... In your wheelhouse, the Randy, what did you find out about Disneyland, California? Well, this is breaking news from WDW News Today. As of this morning, early Saturday, March the 6th, <laughs> Disneyland Resort Theme Parks and Universal Studios Hollywood can reopen April the 1st, 2021. Well, that's close. That is April that is Fool's less Day. Less than a month a day. I hope it's not an, an April Fool joke <laughs> yeah. that they're pulling on everyone. That would be the uh, Wally World. Then we arrive and right. yes, yeah. it's not open. What do you mean? You can't close the park. I hope Mickey doesn't get punched in the nose. Yeah. Right. Or, or Cinderella. Or Cinderella. That would not be good. Yeah. Um, but according to one Brady McDonald of the Orange County Register, California theme parks can reopen April 1st under guidelines from the state's health department following a year of closure. Wow, that'll be good for all the, the cast members, the employees. It will, it will. Now, uh, there are going to be some limitations, of course, from my understanding as of today, the park can only open at a 15, that is one 5% capacity. Well, that seems, that, that's lower than the uh, Florida parks started Much at. lower than the Florida parks, yes. But uh, California has been really locked down for the past year. Now, the rumor mill a week ago was that Disney had threatened to close Disneyland permanently if California did not open up. I don't know if that was just some strong arm backroom politicking going on or what, or if 
that had anything to do with this announcement today or or anything that is just strictly rumor but the fact is the report this morning facts is that they will open up april 1st amazing and we should probably point out because we did this before in florida when they say the 15 percent capacity that still could be a lot of people it I, is when you're talking about a capacity of a hundred thousand yes. or whatever the number is 15 percent is still is still pretty pretty full but it's a nice it's a nice time to visit i mean it kind of makes me think maybe of a uh, late september mid to late september park you know um i i don't know i've, I've been there it's actually my favorite time to go because the weather's still warm but the parks are pretty well empty you can just hop on rides um without waiting in any lines and i don't know what the capacity is at that time but uh the 15% capacity, uh, as long as they stay in what California classifies as the red tier two. Anything else jump out at us that, that you saw that was a capacity issues? Well, now we do need to know, we wanted to talk about the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Yes. Uh, at this time, it is closed. We don't know how long it will remain closed as of today. Downtown Disney District and Buena Vista Street are open with select retail and dining locations. Um, Buena Vista Street will be open for guests through March the 14th. That's coming up about another few days, just under 10 more days a week. And uh, it will close March the 15th to prepare for the upcoming A Touch of Disney experience. So we didn't know that. Um, it will make it that uh, Disney California Adventure Park, uh, that ticketed experience will begin March the 18th. And you do need to have tickets. They are on sale now and they must be purchased online and in advance for a specific date. I think we talked before, Barb, you're probably the last one of the three of us that went to the California Adventure Park. If, if I have one day and I'm in California with my limited capacity, Am I going to the Disneyland or am I going to the California Adventure? Which park was it that, that you? I think if you have small children, uh, you pick and choose uh, from both. I, I, we could do both in the in the same day. I mean, if, if you have small children, it, it's longer, uh, takes you longer. It depends on how big they are with Disney or cars or because they're they're in separate they're in separate parks. Um, but we easily could do them. We stayed, you know, until the evening, but we could easily do both of them in the same day. Um, we did both of them in the same day almost, right? Yep. When, we, when the girls were small. It'll be interesting because originally at the Florida parks, when the pandemic was going on, if you left, you weren't guaranteed to get back in. Mm -hmm. And I know Disney World had canceled park hopping for a period of time. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious if they would let you go from uh, place to place. They used to just stamp your hand and you would, because it's such a short walk. The one walk in California the, is a much shorter yeah, walk than yeah. Disney World in Florida. They Florida would just stamp is. your hand and you could go back and forth. So if I were traveling, if I were planning on going in April or May, uh, somewhere through there at least, I would definitely get that uh, question answered before I made any any decisions. Because if you can't go back and forth, um, then you may you know want to alter your um alter your schedule where you spend a full day at one and a full day at another because definitely both of them have enough or have enough fun stuff to do at both mm -hmm. now that they've added all the other stuff like when i was there we did it was cars it was bugs life it was 
uh, that stuff. And if you have young children, that's just fun. It was just fun. Um, and, and, you know, they have all the, the nighttime lights. Yes. Are in the California adventure has the lagoon. Yeah. Show. has the lagoon, which was amazing. And there's not a bad place you can stand basically. Right. See, unlike Disney world where it's like in the middle of a, if you're Epcot, it's in the middle of a lake and you have to, you know, it's kind of far off, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would ask that question first. It does it. Why don't you guys find out that? Why don't you ask <laughs> right. that question? We will find out. Can you travel Can from you travel park travel to park in these early COVID uh, openings? Yes, yes. Well, also, I want to add for our listeners, we are always right on top of the breaking news. Yes. Coming out just moments ago. Oh. Speaking <laughs> of California, um, the uh, Grand Californian Hotel. Do tell. Yes, uh, coming out just breaking moments ago, it is uh, the villas at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa are set to reopen on May the 2nd. Wow. Whoa, that is. Yeah. yeah, so things are really opening back up quickly uh, across America. And during this initial phase, they do want you to understand only the Disney Vacation Club villas and not the hotel side of the Grand Californian Reopen. You know, if we were a full service podcast, we would have found someone who would have stayed in the Grand California Hotel and, you know, could give us some information about that. If only we knew someone such as that. Well, you know, <laughs> we are a full service podcast, Dave. And I happen to know someone who stayed in the villas at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel for their family honeymoon. Oh, <laughs> yes. But is Does the, that mean there were a lot of people there? The groom, the bride, and the groom's two young daughters. Um, How fun. It was That's fantastic. Fun. It was the family got married. The family went on the honeymoon. And Did stayed. you drive? We flew. From Utah? We flew from Utah, yes. How far is the drive from Utah? Uh, from here to Utah, the drive is... Uh, well, it's 1,207 miles from house to house. Yeah. Uh, the drive, we take our time, so it takes a couple of days. As far as the drive from Utah to L.A., I've never made that drive, so I don't really know. I think we need to make that drive. That would be a fun drive. That would be a fun drive. We could uh, start at the uh, well-known yet secluded um, canyon by Heber City in Utah, if you would sure, like. Sure, And then take off to sure. L.A. from there. We could do that this summer uh, after we hike the North, the Grand Canyon. Are we still doing that? Oh my gosh. Stay tuned. We're, supposed, stay to, tuned, we're yeah. supposed to do Upcoming that. Upcoming episode. We're supposed to do that. So the uh, Grand, how does that hotel compare to the Florida counterpart? We talked about some of the Disney hotels in Florida. Would you? Service, service still outstanding. Uh, typical Disney, it was just everything, uh, no matter the hotel, typical up the wall. Uh, but... As far as the Florida experience, it just same thing. It's it's kind of like the parks. Same thing, just smashed together. Okay. In a smaller area, whereas the resorts in Florida, everything is so spread out. In California, you're on Buena Vista Street. Everything is much more compact. Same sort of thing there. Uh, the parks, of course, more compact at Disneyland than Magic Kingdom and the others. Same way with the hotel. Beautiful facility, beautiful hotel, uh, service just outstanding. Uh, when your six-year-old uh, leaves her one of her stuffed animals in the bed and it gets taken with the sheets 
when, uh, by housekeeping and it is lost. Oh, heavens. Uh, housekeeping will bring a specialized note saying that the animal uh, has decided oh. to be part mm -hmm. of the uh, It's a Small World ride and would like to stay because they were having so much fun. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So tip, great, uh, outstanding service from Disney. Now, do the villas, if I stay in the villas, do I have that secret entrance into the park? Like the, yes, the you do. I do. Yes, you do, Dave, into California Adventure. Yes, sir. The adventure side of the park. Did you find that uh, it was advantageous? Absolutely fantastic. Yes, yes. It, it was a great entrance. No lines, uh, people from the hotel only. Um, everything was fantastic. Much easier to get in and out. Uh, when you had. Uh, one of the daughters maybe get a little ill from eating too much of the goofy powdered candy. Uh, it was easy to run them back to the hotel room to kind of. That's what's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you go out that same entrance. Yeah. And then when they get to feeling better, you can bring them back. Well, great. Yeah. Highly recommend the property. Good to know. Outstanding. The villas are superb. Again, it's the kind of like we talked about last time with the vacation club points. It's you can do the uh, the one bedroom, two bedroom suites. They've got the mini kitchenettes, uh, the washer dryer, um, all of that, the living, the common living space, everything is great. So I have a question. Yes. As an average person that's not part of the vacation club. Yes. Can I call and go, I see the villas are open. Can yes. I book a villa for my family? So in order to, you can, um, what I would recommend, and we talked a little bit about this in the yeah. last episode as well, call one of the Vacation here. Club rental shops. I wasn't here. By, yes. <laughs> I didn't you know, listen that's to why I, the question was not, it was a, it was a great question yes, and yes. you did not know that we talked about this. Call one of the Vacation Club rental shops like the DVC shop rentals. Um, okay. and there's other ones. Uh, there's, uh, you can call Paul at, uh, I remember Paul. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Um, basically, what that is, vacation club owners uh, like ourselves, sometimes instead of going to one of the parks or one of the other hotels where we can use our points or the cruise or whatever may be operating, we may decide to spend our vacation time, spring break or summer break, uh, either at another uh, place or we may want to travel uh, overseas, mm -hmm. or we may want to just stay in Tahlequah and enjoy the uh, great Goat's Bluff uh, yeah, sure, on the Katua sure, Reservation. Sure. <laughs> but uh, whatever the choice, sometimes those points go unused and mm -hmm. vacation club um, members have to still pay for those throughout the year. So they will sometimes offer their points up for sale to others who may be don't have the opportunity to have uh, membership in the vacation club and you get the full service as if you were a full member when you do that. So if I buy the points from, let's say you, yes, I buy the points from you. Do I also pay for the villa or the hotel room or I mean, am I, am I buying the privilege of using that? You are buying the villa and hotel room via the points that I would sell you. Okay, so I don't have to pay anything extra. No, the point, you buying the points buys you 
the villa, the bed, the, bed, yeah. the <laughs> suite, the okay. I got uh, you. I got you. So you know, I don't that. have to. I don't have to pay for the privilege of being at the villas yeah. instead of the hotel. You buy and the hotel room and then from do the villas. Basically, using okay. my, with my points I think that's awesome. Credit card. You know, uh, people should know and about this. The really great thing about that, though, is you still get the perks that us as DVC members. Uh, would okay. get. I just take your you, identity. You take our perks as yeah. well. And so, yes. Well, why haven't you told us this before? Because we've always used the nice thing about DVC is you can use the points as a member and I could go to partner hotels across the world, whether it's Africa, Europe, mm-hmm. Australia. So they have partner hotels. Right. All across. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember because when we went to Hawaii, they have a Disney hotel. Yeah, the Alani in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, my, Hawaii. my very dear friend and college little sis, uh, the wonderful Kimmy Sue uh, and her wonderfully talented rock and roll husband, Bruce Hall of REO Speedwagon, went over there a few months ago. Cool. And they uh, had an absolute outstanding time. I saw their pictures on Facebook. Uh, Kimmy Sue is Miss Disney, mm-hmm. and uh, she is um, she actually worked for Disney many many years. Uh, was employee of the year for the whole company, and um, has done an outstanding job uh, while she worked there. And they stayed at the Hawaii property, and uh, I haven't been there, but they spoke very highly of it. Sounds like a person we need on the podcast. Uh, we definitely need to have her as a guest. Yes. And um, maybe we can get uh, her husband to back her up in some of the songs that she's. Oh, my uh, gosh. Sang well. <laughs> and to all our listeners, be sure to write in if you want to buy Randy's points. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. I, will, I will direct you to Paul. Paul, Paul will, let's actually, Paul will take actually, care of you. We will post on Facebook Paul's. Yes name and how yes. to contact Do we have him. a Facebook account? Uh, yes, we do. Okay, I'm still we confused do. about that. You still well, haven't gone and liked the page. Well, <laughs> if you would uh, post on it any time. Well, I, okay. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, Full service. The, uh, the philosophical Mrs. Fuller <laughs> has set us up the a great Facebook page. Good to know. Post great information like this, yes. Thank you. Um. Any other things about California you would like to I, I think we just need to head that way and see what's happening. I'm ready to head west, you guys. I'm ready for I love LA. Everything's starting to open. Texas is opened. Uh, North Dakota never shut down. Florida's open. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Alabama, that's true. I think, is open. Mississippi, Mississippi. I think Mississippi. Uh, sure. There's some others. Uh, I think it was Connecticut, even up in the Northeast. Well, it's time to travel. So travel is coming back uh, this summer. Expect After the roads shots. to be more full. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, let's take a short break. And when we get back, Dave, I think we've got Ask Randy. Yes. And we've also got some updates big, from big. Orlando. Big, big updates. Big, big updates Stay from tuned. Orlando. Massive, huge <laughs> updates. Ooh. Sort of Route 44 size updates. Oh, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. The special drink that you get your loved one if you're in Oklahoma. At the yes. Sonic. At the Sonic. At the Sonic. Yes. And if you get it after 4 o'clock, you are before 4 o'clock. Before. It's half Happy hour. Happy hour. <laughs> price. Yes. Two Route 44 is the price of one. Uh, you know what we say? If you can't hold your soda with both hands. Hey, that's Oklahoma for you. 
absolutely. Sonic was based in Oklahoma. Did you it know? Is. It's headquartered in Oklahoma City, right? Yes, it their, is. Their headquarters is down uh, in, in Bricktown. Bricktown. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been there? Uh, yes. We've seen I've it. I've been inside the Sonic. Yes. But I, yes, I've it's been quite a special Sonic it. you can actually walk into. Yeah, oh, into. that's nice. I, they used to have like a testing kitchen where they try out like new things before oh, the really? rest of the Sonic oh. had the things. So. Oh, wow. That's kind of fun. Right in downtown Oklahoma City. Yes. At Bricktown. Yes. All right. All right. So stay with us. We'll be right back and we will travel across the country back to the East Coast to Florida. Stay with us. And welcome back. So we have some more late breaking news from Orlando. But first, Dave, let's go to uh, the part of the program where you ask Randy. Ask Randy. Yes. Uh, we always like to give uh, the demographics of the podcast. And yes. so uh, we're always expanding. Yes. Always growing. And currently, uh, according to the latest uh, market data research. Yes. We are the number one and number two podcast in Hoodal, Oklahoma. Hoodal. Yes. How far is that from Marble City? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 Hoodal, that, that is a metropolis. The amazing thing is one and two. I don't know if there's just two people and that's been downloaded twice or I don't know how that happened. Probably so. <laughs> but, <laughs> Probably so. Hoot Al Oklahoma. Anyway, so I, I received a, a correspondence from Hoot Al. Yes. And, Was uh, it facts or did they, well, did uh, they have email? Well, they, they don't. Uh, I had to run it off on the mimeograph machine. The mimeograph machine. So, yeah, uh, and it got a little smudgy. You know how the ink right. when you're doing the Always ro smudging. rotator drum. Yes. So I can't read all of it, so I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, and this is from some guy named Coach. I can't read the last name. Coach? The first name's Coach. The last name I can't read. Coach. Uh, Coach and Hoot Al. I know a couple of people in Hoodell. I think it's the only couple of people in Hoodell, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, coach. Dear so Randy, uh, yeah. I'm in the process of completing my dissertation. Uh, and as you know, I'm writing it on the esteemed, and I, I, this could be smudged, so bear with me. Okay. Uh, the uh, Sudler Trophy. Apparently, it's like the Heisman Trophy given to collegiate marching bands. I hope I'm pronouncing okay. that right. Anyway, uh, it's the, the letter goes on to say, uh, in all of my research, everything from the year 1987 is gone and unavailable. Randy, do you know who won the uh, Sudler Trophy in 1987? And can you give me any information about that organization? There you go. And I know it's probably a stumper because that's, you know. Well, actually, I know a lot. It's Actually, the Suddler. Suddler, I'm sorry. The Suddler smudge trophy. was a little... Suddler Trophy. Okay. The, the ink was smudged. And yes. so, yeah. Uh, the Suddler Trophy in 1987 was actually won right here, close to Tahlequah. Really? Just across the state in Norman, Oklahoma. What a fortuitous set of circumstances. the pride of Oklahoma marching band at the University of Oklahoma. And this letter seems to say it's very prestigious. It is very prestigious. It is basically the national championship for a marching band. Oh. And uh, band directors from all across the country at the Division I level vote for the best marching band. And in 1987, the University of Oklahoma, the pride of Oklahoma, 
uh, won it. I want to say it was probably because of the outstanding percussion section they had that year, but the trumpets were quite well, and the whole band was just uh, just f phenomenal that year. Uh, that was the year that they did the show at Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, it was the base of um, uh, some of the more famous westerns of the day, Silverado, uh, Max Seven, some of that stuff. But they also did a fantastic show called Russian Opener. Um, they played La Bamba at, they played the University of Tulsa that year. I do know that there was a University of Tulsa who carried the, one of the flags onto the team for the University of Tulsa that year uh, at the Tulsa Stadium. Uh, was such a big fan of the pride. He wore OU sweatpants carrying the Tulsa flags out from the wow. Tulsa cheerleading area across. And uh, he did say that the drum solo in La Bamba was one of his favorites. Well, I, I, I don't know how uh, this got to you, but you were the man to have this yeah, information. Uh, just the knowledge that we have on Castles and Carriages Travel podcast is a is uh, just something astounding that you never know the tidbits of information that we know during our session. And I'm not sure who this coach is, but who who was the uh, band director? Who deserved the credit of help leading you during this? His time? name is Gene Coach Thrillkill. Oh, that and oh maybe uh, he lives uh, in Norman. Uh, he um, is still very active in the band alumni association. Uh, I happen to also know he was on the band alumni board meeting call, Zoom call, just a few short days ago. Well, perhaps he knows how to use and, the mimograph machine. Yes. Um, I do happen to also know that another member of that band, uh, the uh, the very talented uh, Mr. Brian Britt, is now the band director of the Pride of Oklahoma. Oh. And he was a graduate assistant in 1987 after formally serving on the snare drum line. Well, shout out to our friends at Hootow for yes. that question. And uh, just for our friends at Hootow to know, the band uh, equipment truck uh, does have a very large uh, picture of the Settler Trophy from 1987 on it. I, I, good to so know. Not only has Oklahoma football won the national championship, Oklahoma band has won too. And Coach Barry Switzer was very proud of them as well. Good to know. Thank you. And I hope that dissertation goes well for the coach. I, I hope so. Uh, and if they have any other questions about the Sudler Trophy, uh, please feel free to fax over your questions and Dave will run them off on the Nimeograph yes. machine and get them to us. So those questions shouldn't go to Paul. Those questions do not go to Paul. Okay. Those need to come to the Ask Randy segment, not the Reserve Your Points with Paul segment. Excellent. Thank you for clarifying. All right. So, with that segment, let's move on to the southern east, uh, southeast part of the United States to Orlando, Florida. Here we had a couple of big announcements. Now, these announcements have been out all week, so they may not be late breaking to our, our listeners. Uh, but, you know, you should be aware of them. And and even though other podcasts have talked about them, uh, no one has our depth of knowledge and level <laughs> of uh, things we've never been to. Yeah, so uh, exactly. you, you can't get that anywhere else. So we, right. we, we're offering that. So the uh, the first big thing was that, you know, they were they were going to build a new theme park in Orlando before the COVID came. It was called Epic Universe. The Comcast was going to spend in the billions of dollars to make this. That's billions with a B. Billions with a B. Uh, and then the COVID came. And so it was on pause. That was the uh, jargon. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and so it was announced just this week that it's full on. They are ramping it all the way back up. They say they'll take about a couple of months to get the vendors back in place. Now, originally, it had a 2023 opening date, so we can speculate based on the pause that at least a year. That you're looking at a 2025 opening date, and and it's been over 20 years since they've built a theme park in Florida. So I can imagine that. Can you believe that the upgrades in technology I and can't believe it. I'm anxious to see it. Now, this is what we talked about in an earlier podcast. This is where you can actually rent when it's opened, will you be able to rent part of it? So unlike other theme parks, the, the way it's constructed is each land is as its own separate entry point. Uh, so theoretically, if RDG Communications were having their corporate retreat at Super Nintendo World, okay. uh, we could perhaps rent out just the Super Nintendo World section of the park after it had closed. Uh, this new property is located next to the convention center. So I assume they're thinking they'll get some uh, some corporate business out there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We were having a discussion um, of the staff yesterday about what the pandemic and Zoom conferences and stuff is going to do to corporate budgets yes. and government budgets as far as conventions and meetings. And will they come back to the big convention centers like the Orange County Convention Center on International Drive? So we don't know if the plans have changed, but originally there were going to be four lands in this epic theme park. So one was the Super Nintendo World, which had opened in Japan. We've already, I think, posted on the Facebook about that. Orlando, though, has an additional ride that nobody else has, which is the Donkey Kong Kart ride. Okay. So for your Donkey Kong fans out there. That would be kind of fun. Uh, and then the most unusual of the four lands, though, is the Universal Classic Monsters, where you're going to revisit your uh, classic Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, in their own separate theme park area. Okay, so are we talk we're not talking the new Fangle style. We're talking the old classics. Old classics, because, you know, Universal, right Universal had what they called the Dark Universe, which was their attempt to make a Marvel uh, film yes. series. And uh, right. when The Mummy came out starring the Tom Cruise and uh, no one saw it, uh, that was the end of the dark universe. <laughs> so, Tom Cruise and The Mummy? Yes. It's so well remembered that uh, remember that Barb that. saw it and doesn't even remember that he was the star of the revamped Mummy movie. Oh, oh, that's right. The remake. So, remake. Yes. The remake. The remake. Yes. yes. So that's why we're going with uh, the classic uh, Universal Monsters. The classic Monsters is a good call on their part. So it's the, the center of that is supposed to be Frankenstein's Castle featuring a dark ride. So because the Halloween Horror Nights, which we'll talk about in a minute, is so popular, the, the monsters seem to make a, a good idea. Uh, the other lands, uh, one is all themed around how to train your dragon. Okay. Uh, as you know, Very the Comcast popular. bought DreamWorks, and so, um, and they, sometimes we Universal gets dinged for not having as much younger children things to do. So there's, a, and that's the largest of the four lands is all based on how to train your dragon. And then the fourth is the uh, another Harry Potter section, and for and that's what excites. Uh, the staff at RDG Communications the most. So um, yes. we're, we're unsure if it'll be a theme to um, Fantastic Beasts or just a generic, but it, it is to revolve around the Ministry of Magics of the World. Okay. And Universal just got a new patent about uh, a ride that involves you riding a broom around the world. So oh, that, that would be fun. That would be cool. Uh, I could see us at some point in the future having uh, reserving that land that part of the park as the corporate retreat for the RDG communications. Oh, yeah, that would be nice I think that's a good plan to have in the future. Yes. That's 
So that's uh, Epic Universe. It's full on. Uh, you know, the, the good thing for us is when Universal does something, Disney tends to counter. Uh, it, although it took tw uh, 12 years, we got Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because of Harry Potter at Universal. So I'll be interested oh. to see what the response to a new theme park will be from our friends at Disney. That's going to be very interesting. And apparently Universal at this uh, next to the convention center has is the amount of land is quite large. It's it's the size of what they already have. So they're basically okay. doubling their footprint wow. in central Florida. Wow. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Which of those four lands excites you the most, Barbie? Where would you spend your time? I, I love the Nintendo. Nintendo. I mean, but for everything I've seen with the the Japan yes. opening, I think I would have to I think I would have to do a little bit of Nintendo and then go somewhere else and do something else, like how to train, train your dragon or just like that, because it is sensory overload. I mean, all the bright colors, the sounds, the, I mean, like imagine putting yourself in one of their video games. It's a lot to, I think, absorb. Probably kids would do great because they're used to the sensory stuff. They're used to being hit. Yeah, he would do good. I would They're be more to be like hit all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I, I'll be able to do something, and then at some point I'll go. I need to go bury my head somewhere for a little while before I can come back out. You know, there aren't a lot of things like the Star Wars and the Harry Potter film franchises that cover multiple generations, yeah. right? Uh, but. Universal's banking that Nintendo's that because you have the people that grew up with the original Nintendo mm -hmm. and now all the youngsters with their Switch. They feel this is the thing to get that cross-contamination of people. Trigger finger. Trigger <laughs> finger surgery two years ago. <laughs> Too many it's video games. from starting in the 80s playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. so we'll keep them, we'll keep you posted as we learn more about Epic Universe. But it is okay. coming and we'll change the theme, uh, theme park landscape so will they open those one one at a time like they'll open nintendo first and then they'll open how to train your dragon it, are they all connected to where you can you can only do one giant no there's a central them. hub uh, uh -huh. so you could open them individually but experience tells us that's not necessarily a good idea uh okay. if we go back slowly to galaxy's edge where we opened the millennium falcon ride well, before yes, rise yes. of the resistance was ready people just complained because that was kind of the showpiece. And now everyone loves it because Rise of the Resistance is there. Well, that's so. a little bit different, though, because it's that was all Star Wars. And so you're going, you want all Star Wars. You're talking about very distinct differences. You are. But I, in these four. I think like, the plan will be to... You open Harry Potter first. I don't think anybody's going to be complaining that Nintendo's not open yet. The plan will be to open them all. <laughs> and, and like the California Adventure, there is a theme park in the hub, the Universal Hotel. I'm sorry, Universal Hotel. So that's the rumored hotel. And the other rumored hotel is a hotel based solely on Nintendo as the first two oh, hotels wow. opening. Right. That would be. I wonder if in the Nintendo hotel, if you have to jump from bed to bed. <laughs> collect your coins. <laughs> you have to collect coins to get in and out of the room <laughs> to go to the restroom. Oh, I need 10 more coins. I don't know if I can make it. I need to get the banana before I can go out. <laughs> Pay extra. Okay. All right, and I understand that uh, we also have some updated information on Halloween Horror Night. Yes, uh, the ponies were busy. This actually just came out yesterday. Now, yeah. uh, if you're a uh, Halloween Horror Nights enthusiast, and perhaps, Randy, you may not be, and uh, Barb and I are late newcomers, so tell them about Halloween Horror Nights, Barb, and, and what, what we know about it, why someone would want to attend such an event. So Halloween Horror Nights are a series, it's a series of 
um, haunted houses produced by Universal. So first of all, when you think haunted houses, it's not your typical, you know, go into a castle, pay $5, someone scares you. <laughs> These are, you know, half a million dollars on each house. A lot of money. So think about it. Universal is the movie, they're the movie people. So they have the movie people, they have the movie technology, they have the ability to do anything in these houses. And so these are giant warehouses where they build a world inside of it. And so how many are there, Dave? There'll be 10. There's, there's 10. 10. Okay, so there's 10. So what happens is you Universal shuts down one side, shuts down. The studio side closes about 5 o'clock. About 5 o'clock. And then about 6, 6, 6.30, they let you in. You buy a separate ticket for the the haunted houses and the entire park that side of the park is transformed so there you're, the streets become something there's you know everything is some, the the couple of years ago when we went what was it the uh, um the purge so the whole street was the purge they had the purge they had the wagon the music you know they had the music they had the alarm down the street and we're coming to collect people, you know, like get in your house or we're going to take you. And there were people that, and, and of course, you know, all of us are on our cell phones walking down the street. That's when they would, you know, they'll surround you and they'll do all of these different things like to take you. And oh, wow. it's really cool. So each street is a little bit of something different. Yeah, they would, they call scare zones. Yeah. So you have the haunted houses yeah. and then there's, there's four scare zones throughout the park. Yeah. So that it, that's just completely transformed into something else. Uh, we also we love the clowns because the clowns have chainsaws and they chase you. <laughs> and sometimes a whole pod of clowns will like surround you. And if you're terrified of clowns, then that's just it. Yeah. But they'll rev those reins. I'm thinking <laughs> of my dear friend, Nicholas Nicholson, <laughs> uh, who is in the movie industry himself, mm -hmm. actually, as he's a professional movie critic. He is absolutely terrified of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. There was a young uh, woman there that, when we were there. We were in the spring Not last time, the time before in the Springfield section enjoying a, a burger or something, and she comes yes, running screaming, screaming, in the door, and then uh, she sits down to calm down, and then what? What? So the whole front of the Springfield section of that restaurant is all glass, so you can see outside. So she sits down and she's crying, and she's like got her hoodie like up over her face. This is a guest. Yes. yes. This isn't an actress. No, she ran in because she was so scared of the clown. So the clown walked back and forth as slow as he could in, in front, front of, the of the glass doors, doing this, you know, with his and just staring at her. So her boyfriend's laughing the whole time. And I'm like, buddy, I, you're not going to be her boyfriend after tonight. I can already tell. It's got to be a big Sonic drink he for that. Like yes, he's going to have to have like, two Route 44 drinks for her. I am not lying. One. It was like 20 minutes before he let her leave. I mean, it, she was just terrified. Now, we, we should note that when Halloween Horror Night started, it was all more of the gore. It was kind of really right. scary. And then it's transitioned now. Into so, so things like Netflix, Stranger Things, and Ghostbusters, well, and so the Gremlins have shown up. That's what I was going to say. It's like usually there's some type of theme or some type of something that goes on. Um, and they always have things that you know, houses that you recognize, like Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, something like that, uh, American Horror Story. They always have those, but then they also have some that maybe you don't recognize that's just 
scarecrows original. or just yeah that's their original like they do two original don't they the shoes are about half and half like yeah. last year we went in our they had a thing yeti called the yeti awesome. which was the abominable oh, snowman it's the best yeah. one so as you're walking through there's this guy standing here and it's the, like negative 10 in there it's very cold which is nice in florida oh, yeah. and then so the yeti would take his hand and ram it through the stomach the torso of the person this all happens live in front of you so yeah so guts are coming out and you're oh, looking wow. at the guts that are coming out he doesn't ram it through a guest though does he no no no, no it's, this it's is through a, a scare actor yeah yeah and they call their team members the scare actors but sure. you never know because you can go through and if you're not looking up there's people you know there's people hanging over you there's people you may be walking on a glass floor and there's people under you and you don't know uh they did uh what was the the one where they lined oh that was us the, us they did us the movie us and they lined they lined the as you exited, there was a giant room that you had to walk through this line of people. And it was the same person, of course. And they were part of them were scare actors and other others of them, I think, were their um, recreated mannequins or whatever. But you felt like you were walking through a hundred of those freaky, creepy, whatever. Oh, wow. So American Horror Story was amazing, too. I mean, it was sections of some of their stuff. So. It, it's like there's some scary stuff. There's some fun stuff. There's some, and you just, it's just a giant party outside. And I think we can get a sense of the fun because they've announced the first house. Barb, tell them right. what the first house is. Well, and the, so last year they started going a little more vintage or the year before, I'm sorry, they had to cancel mm -hmm. last year, but they started doing a little bit more vintage. So when they did Stranger Things, it was 80s. And so they started right. doing, they did Ghostbusters, which was 80s. The whole festival that year was all yeah, 80s all movies 80s. or yeah. themes. So um, that time they did all of this, this vintage stuff. So this year, the first, what they'll do is they'll announce like one house a month, something like that. And so you kind of stay on edge until you, you know what it is. And the first house they announced yesterday, uh, and it's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. So if that will be pretty amazing. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do. Beetlejuice uh, used to have a presence at Universal. There used to be the Beetlejuice's right. Graveyard Review, which was a rock that. and roll show. So yes. he's kind of a, he's been around a while. So it's yes. fun they're bringing back a park icon. To, yeah. They do have a tagline for this year. It's called Never Go Alone. That's the tagline. Oh, that's so good. So apparently, Randy, you'll one. have to travel down there. I will say it, they do an amazing job transforming that side of the park so quickly it, it, it you really feel like you're in a different park it doesn't they use projection mapping they change the buildings they change the look of everything gonna, i was going to ask okay. how can they change the streets so yeah, quickly the, the, it's, so they fast. bring in the you know the fog the smells it's all completely different and they have uh they had a live show that we watched that we loved um so, so the, a great thing is we should give a shout out to the creator of halloween horror nights it's the 31st year this year well, it's technically the 30th, but since we're not counting, it's really the 31st, but we're, really not 31st, counting last year. but we're not counting last year. We're not counting last year, so it's the 30th anniversary. 30th. So we were lucky enough when we went two years ago to meet and uh, be able to eat and talk to the creator oh, wow. of Halloween Horror. Her name was Julie Zimmerman. She started the first three or four of them. It was her job, create Halloween Horror Nights. So they call her the, the godmother of Halloween Horror Nights. So she was the original creator. So wow. kudos to her. I mean, like she's not with them anymore and, you know, she's retired and, but uh, I don't think she gets any credit for any of that. So we want to make sure that we always Julie give her Zimmerman. credit. Julie Zimmerman. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you Facebook her, she'll she'll add you as a friend. <laughs> yes. She's very she's very kind. So, so. Uh, it's really interesting you mentioned. So there's live shows. What about the rides that are in that side of the park? Are they still open? So they will allow about six rides to stay open, and your your pass allows you to ride the rides. But interesting enough, and, and this is odd to say, you really won't care about the rides. There's so much else going on. Oh you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste your time. Get through. If you buy, well, you know, like you usually buy a one night pass if you're visiting and you, you want to get through the night and they stay open till two o'clock. So if you want to enjoy everything and do everything and, you know, there's special drinks along. I was going to ask about the food oh, and drink. Yeah. It's all Halloween based, it's all, all themed, yeah. changed. And it's not, you know, we just, I, we can't emphasize enough that there is nothing cheesy about this. There is nothing that is cheesy. It is all so authentic. It's top dollar. Universal seems yeah. to go all out. Oh yeah. This is their, uh, you all know, in. Disney has their, you know, Epcot festivals and, and other things. This has always been Universal's biggest money maker. Um, and so it's kind of, it's important to them that they, uh, they can do that. Yeah, it is. Um, it runs from the first part of September. September to Halloween day on select mm -hmm. days. So check your travel calendar. Right. Because of course it's. But you do have to get separate admission, so don't show up during the day and think that you can have a ticket that gets you in. I love it because we went to see, I took my students to a school down there. Uh, we were doing some, uh, showing their teachers some innovative uses of technology in their elementary school. And one of the teachers has uh, a chainsaw on her arm, tattooed on her arm, and she had a HHN tattooed. And so she was... Um, when did we go? It was fall break. It was a fall break. Yes, she was working. And so she works there at nights and on the weekends. And this, that was like her 15th year to work there. Oh, wow. So she, you know, she leaves school, she goes and she. So is that just something she had on her arm or was that part of her costume? That was her tattoo. That was her personal tattoo. Oh, wow. Because it symbolized, you know, her working there and how much she loved it. I mean, she loved it she was like i can't wait to go and one thing we will say is like they hire people and they probably hire people back you know that have been there for a while they're not allowed to touch you i mean we're talking about chainsaws and scaring you and doing things like that they cannot touch you at all so they can they can do the best job in the world of scaring them they can't touch you. out of you but yeah, the hiring is interesting that one year they had the scarecrow house which where scarecrows came to life and so the they put out the uh, advertisement to hire and everybody had to be over six two so everyone that worked in that house was over six two because they were tall. Yeah, and, tall. Yeah. and I would mention one last thing before we go. Uh, you mentioned the rides. For yes. the first couple of years, they wouldn't let Diagon Alley be open. The J.K. Rowling said, I don't want to be part of this Halloween thing. Uh, that's changed now. So if you are a Harry Potter fan, that is truly one of the few times you can go at night. And there's essentially no there's one no there way. because everyone's doing the rides. And so you can hear all the um, ambient sounds. Not doing the rides. Yeah. The Halloween Horror Night. So you can actually go into that section of the park, which is usually heaving, and feel like you kind of have it to yourself. That's my safe place on Halloween Horror Nights. I go to the hidden alley, you know, the, the little hidden Diagon uh, Alley. The Diagon, Diagon. Well, yeah. yes, go I, I go to the alley. hidden, yes, I got, go to Nocturne Alley. Which is a little scary itself. <laughs> but you have to find it. You know, you have to know where it is. But yes. I go back there, and it, there's just benches, and it's just me. There's no one. Every really? Small, so that part a, of the park is open, and you can go back there? I yes. go back there. I get ice cream. I sit down because uh, I've had surgery on my feet, and so I can't always make it 
all the way around with everybody. So and I'm you just get a butter like, beer back there. I get a butter beer. I get whatever I want. I just Pumpkin sit there juice. by myself. Yep. Anyway, there's it's lots nice. of uh, tricks we've learned. <laughs> we've made some mistakes. So as we get a little closer to the event, we'll share some yes. uh, tricks and tips yes. about having the best time you can there. And this year, we're going behind the scenes. That's the plan. Uh, you know, you've talked about the uh, things you've done before. So yes. a behind the scenes tour is our hope. So we'll Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys. It's been fun. We're looking forward to Disneyland opening up. Call the Vacation Club. Call Paul. Get your <laughs> villa or Paul uh, at the California, the Grand Californian, and then hop on the plane and travel to Open Florida, yes. where <laughs> you can prepare to go to Halloween Horror Night. Sounds like a lot of fun. And be guys. sure to write in for Randy's points. Don't forget that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Call and see. If we're not using all of our points, we will be happy to share them. Without a doubt. All right. We want to thank everyone for joining us once again for this episode of Castles and Carriages Travel. Please join us again for our next episode. And remember, always arrive at your castle and your carriage. And until next time, keep traveling.